We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Varsity Club Podcast. Aaron Sorensen is across the table from me. How are you? I'm good. Just having an argument with my computer at the moment, which I'm trying to type and press quietly on the keys now as not to disrupt the podcast. Yeah, because I just gave you grief about it. It's fine. It's not fine. Mm -hmm. Every single time you come on the podcast, you can hear keyboard typing in the background. It's fine. I'm busy. (laughs) Like, Jacob does the exact same thing, but you can't hear Jacob's. Well, because he, so have you ever I'm gonna shame him you. Type? Yeah, he types with his own, only two fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for football? Are you ready for some football? I am ready. What's the next line in that Monday Night Football song? Are you ready for some football? A Monday Night Party. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm ready for football. Um, yeah, same. It's been a, a long spring, and the weather finally cleared up a little bit, so we thought we were gonna get. Um, Let's look at the weather. Well, I thought. Well, it was like yesterday. We're recording this on a Friday morning. Thursday, like I asked my Alexa device what the weather was, and it was like, chance of snow today. And I'm like, mm-mm, no, no, cut that out. Nebraska's got a lot of visitors coming to the game. Yeah. And so it would uh, be helpful if they had nice weather uh, because 40-something degrees in April is probably not going to be too attractive to some people. Okay, so it's going to be 54 degrees and partly cloudy tomorrow. With north-northwest winds at 12 miles per hour, but 0% chance of precipitation. It's honestly too bad that you couldn't just, like, take a couple of days because Monday is supposed to be 75 degrees and sunny. So I think because of this storm system that went through the Midwest, it obviously dropped temperatures down, and it was just bad timing. Well, and, like, earlier in the week, it was 80 degrees Yeah, and like sunny. I said, Monday is going to be 75 and sunny. So if we could have just had it, like, kind of transition a couple of days forward we would have been fine i think it's just really funny that um I, I don't know if you saw this but texas's director of recruiting on twitter was like bashing um oklahoma's campus and saying that it's a ghost town after the spring game and so there's negative recruiting happening out on the trail this mm-hmm. weekend and i just think it's hilarious that uh it's going to be cold in nebraska for like the two days that recruits are here to visit because there are a lot of football guys the 2019 class or the 2018 class Whatever class that is. To the be the fair, recently signed one are all here. And then there's a bunch of basketball kids coming. To be fair, and if you hear me typing, it's because I'm searching this right now. It's because you hate the podcast, podcast and you. Um, no, I, I'm going to look. The weather last year for the spring game wasn't great, and people still committed because, oddly enough, the weather isn't the only thing that people apparently. Yes, it is. Don't lie to people. <laughs> the only thing. Don't lie to people. Um, it's CJ still just, Smith it's hates it here. still San Diego of the. Big Ten, because Nebraska baseball is getting ready to play a series in Penn State this weekend and uh, State College. I always want to say College Station, not correct. That's Texas a I know. But have you ever had that happen where you're like, no. other people have talked to me about that. So you can be all like hoity-toity <laughs> about it. But Hoity-toity. Mm-hmm. Is that a thing that people say? Hoity-toity is... Is that a Midwest thing? What? You're not from like the South. <laughs> I didn't say I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, hoity-toity is basically snob, being a snob. Anyway, um, no, so State College, but they had to essentially – I really appreciated Penn State's baseball Twitter account because they used the gif of Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory where he throws the papers in the air, like everything just went to hell. Oh, yeah, I saw and, that. And um, basically they had to completely readjust the schedule for the weekend, so they had to move Friday's game up, they had to move Sunday's game to Saturday, they now have a doubleheader on Saturday. It's just basically the whole weekend is like the weather is just supposed to be really bad there. So it's too bad because technically if they could have just come and played this series in Lincoln, while it would have been colder, it still would have been nice for them to play nebraska's baseball team having as good a record as it does despite 
like, like never playing a rain cloud perpetually following them is pretty impressive I mean, it's just following everyone. I was looking at some of the... So I've been kind of keeping an eye on, obviously, Kyle Cardell does a great job with baseball. And so I've been kind of looking at um, some of Nebraska's opponents down the line and just kind of looking at their records and who they've played and everything else. And it's amazing when you go and you start looking at teams' records all across the country, how many of them have had canceled and postponed games early in the season, just because it's been a just... I think collectively across the country, it's just been a tough spring for baseball to get going just because the weather everywhere is kind of keeps just doing what it's doing right now where it's like, oh, it's April and now we have snow. It's Mm -hmm. just been, I mean, Minneapolis got like what, like several inches of snow over the last couple of days. So it's like, imagine if that that Minnesota game or that Minnesota series with Nebraska was this weekend, they would have snow on the ground. So it's bizarre. So Nebraska weather for the recruits that are curious is looking pretty good compared to everyone else. (laughs) Side note, Sheldon gifts are the only contribution that the Big Bang Theory has made to society. Yeah, I I don't. Not a big fan of that show. My parents love that show and I give them a hard time for it. Although... Penny is a Nebraska fan, so that's your one thing that you can you can at least like pull the, your claim. The to actress fame. or the character? The character. Oh. She like they have like episodes where they're watching a football game and she's super into football, loves it, and she invites her friends over and she's always wearing Nebraska shirts or watching a Nebraska game. I can't remember which game it was, but they they have a real game, a real Nebraska game on TV that they're watching. And I can't remember which game it was, but I don't think Nebraska ended up winning it. Is Big Bang Theory on CBS? CBS, Is it yeah. CBS show? Okay, so fun note, Fox television shows, like mm-hmm. sitcoms and things like that. So like uh, when the league was back on, I don't know if you ever watched that, the mm-hmm. fantasy football uh, thing. No, yeah, I have. Uh, so when that Sorry. was on FX and then New Girl on Fox mm-hmm. and then um, like How I Met Your Mother when it was on, anytime there was a football game on TV – Regardless of whether they were talking about professional or college, it was always an OU game. Which no, was no which one was cared. Weird. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we are seven minutes in, so we might as well talk about football now. Yeah, um, let's talk about football. So I guess the kind of the big news of the spring game is that there's a bunch of people out that people were uh, mm-hmm. hopeful to see. I had we the all list. were really excited to see. I think I had the list pulled up earlier, and I do not have it. Pulled okay, up let now. Me do you have I... it pulled up? I can get, yep, all right. So here is the list in alphabetical order. Oh so no, and then I have a story about this list. This all is right. going to be such a long podcast. Nope. Anthony Banderas, Bradley Bunner, Braxton Clark, Nick Henrich, Chris Hickman, Will Honas, Cameron Jones, Wandale Robinson, Colin Shefke, CJ Smith, J.D. Spielman, Jack Stoll, Caleb Tanner, Maurice Washington, Tate Wildeman. Um, so for anybody else who's asked, because a bunch of people have asked, so this is just a good real quick rundown. Chris Hickman has been out all spring. He had surgery after his senior season was complete with Burke. They knew that this was going to be the case. He had something he needed to get fixed. Um, so he was going to always be out. We knew that. Yeah, they've been slow playing his his comeback. And yep. then Will Honus uh, was probably a surprise to some people because coaches have, have talked about him and he's practiced this spring. But he hasn't taken contact. Barrett Rude said that. Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Uh, He hasn't taken contact this spring, so it was not a surprise to see him pop up on the inactive list. J.D. Spielman and Wando Robinson are the two big ones. Well, and I was going to say really quick with Nick Henrich, because let's stay on the inside linebackers, because like every single one of them is out, it feels like. He just had surgery, but that it sounds like it went well. They're expecting to have him back by fall, so not a huge thing to worry about. But yes, to your point, a lot of people were hoping to see J.D. Spielman and what... A thing to worry about. What? Are we saying what the injury is? Or are we not saying that? I mean, did they say what it is? No. Okay, so we won't say it. But no. hopefully he's back by fall camp. Yeah, they, they are hopeful that he will be able to return by the time fall camp begins. So that was sort of the intention of having <clears throat> that surgery now is to give him an opportunity to um, recover in plenty of time. And he had a bunch of teammates who went and saw him in the hospital, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, it was really cool. It was like the entire enro- early enrollee class mm-hmm. was there with him. That was cool. Um. But yeah, Wandale Robinson, I think a lot of people are really disappointed because we've heard all spring. I mean, from the very first practice when you had other players tweeting about how fast he is, and then, you know, he was obviously out for a a practice or two, but overall he has practiced, and we keep hearing from the coaches of how great he is, how fun he is to watch, how fast he is, so you get really excited to see him in the spring game, 
And now you're going to have to wait till fall. Whether that was strategic. Oh, this is strategic. So that no one 100%. can actually see him. Yeah. I think he's fine. Um, but yeah, that's the thing is, is you don't really want to kind of give away, especially when you don't know necessarily what's going to be happening with Maurice Washington. You don't know what really that whole, you're running back, duck are, wherever he ultimately falls, wide receiver, he's going to be a hybrid across the board. Whatever, you just, you don't know some of these question marks. So, like, they're not going to give this away at this point because they don't know where maybe he's necessarily going to have to fit all the time. So why why show people? Why give it away? Why show people yeah. what he's capable of? Yeah. Well, I mean, people know what he's capable of. I, yeah. I, do you think he's actually, like, they're just, because I... It, I think he's fine. I think a little bit of his is precautionary in the sense that they just don't want to, like, risk anything. But also, this this one, this particular one is strategic. Let's oh, not, yeah. Let's not show people the, the ace in the hole. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, there's so many... He has so much potential to play so many roles on this team come fall that, like, why would you show people what he... I know, like you said, people know what he's capable of, but mm-hmm. why would you show them what he can do at a collegiate level, even in a spring game, and give them film that they can go watch for yeah. the rest of the summer? Now... Yeah, because that and that's the big thing. He's not lining up in the backfield for the majority of his snaps. He's playing that duck R spot, and Nebraska wasn't in duck R personnel a ton last year. Mm-hmm. So if but they, they roll want out in the spring, like... well, what I'm saying is if they roll out in the spring game and they're in that for like 80 percent of the their offensive snaps, mm-hmm. like that's going to tip people off and they're going to be able to scout. Oh, they're a using bit more. they're using the duck R, and then I can't wait until they do start using the duck R more, and people get really mad and they're like, they should make it. They should call it the Huskar for Husker. It's so clever. Um, don't, don't do that. Don't tweet at anyone of anyone about that. Um, (laughs) JD Spielman, you know, I can confirm he is alive. Um, but for what it's worth, he didn't play the spring game last year. Sounds like he's, uh, you know, they haven't been super clear with his injuries. So again, we're not going to probably say a whole lot about specifics, but it seems like he might be dealing with a couple of things and to a certain degree, you know, do you need him out there if he's injured? No, absolutely not. Not for something like this. So who, who is is there one player that you are that you were expecting to see that we're not going to get to see that you're most disappointed about? Mm. Looking at that list. I mean, I was excited to see Wandale Robinson, okay. but I think, you know, now knowing like there it makes sense why we're not. I was excited to see Nick Henrich because I think he was somebody that we've talked about quite a bit. I know Greg Smith has talked about him um on the podcast and just on like stories we've written, but he was somebody that I think we all kind of thought could make an immediate and he still could. Like, it's not like it's not possible. Um, this definitely does set him back a bit, but I think we all saw him as potentially um, making an impact sooner rather than later, especially in Barrett Rude's group, because there was an opportunity for somebody to make an impact early. So I'm, I'm disappointed that he's not going to be in the game to kind of see him in action. But we saw him in practices, and he seems um, he seems like everything we said about him having a ton of early potential is still true. So as long as his recovery goes well and everything else, I don't think that's off the table for him. It does maybe change the timeline of that a little bit, and maybe they start looking at, you know, I don't think they plan on redshirting him, but now with the four games, you can kind of see how the recovery goes and potentially play with those four games and see what you need to do with him. But um, I think he still has a ton of potential. It would have just been nice to see him actually in action on Saturday. I think before this injury, he probably wasn't going to redshirt. I think he was playing himself into more of a significant role than probably you could reasonably expect for a freshman in Barrett Rude's room. Um, But then after this, I think it's probably – safe to assume that he's going to redshirt you've got jackson hannah coming in the fall um but this one coupled with will honus coming off an acl this one hurts and i was thinking about this this morning and thinking about some of the walk-ons because there's been a bunch of stories about walk-on kids that um might impress and and jacob padilla touched on a few in his padding the stats that went live friday morning um but i was thinking about the walk-ons and brody belt's been talked about a ton barrett root has talked about brody uh He's uh, the best. Barrett Root has talked a ton about Joey Johnson, an inside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, Moses Bryant moved over to running back. There, there are there's excitement for some of the walk on guys, but I think it's going to be important to keep in mind that this is the spring, and mm-hmm. not a ton of people are here right now that are probably going to be significant contributors, at especially in the running back room. You got three guys coming in the fall yeah. who could all reasonably play at some point. 
Although I am excited, I guess to that degree, I am excited to see Moses Bryant on Saturday against against Nebraska in the spring game. Good Lord, where was I going with that? Anyway, I am excited to see Moses Bryant. And that was just my brain just having like a total like, who does Nebraska play on Saturday? Apparently it's fall now. It feels like fall outside. I'm going to use that DJ Khaled gif of congrats, you played yourself. Congrats, you played yourself. No, but you are right. The, um, they're going to have quite a few guys coming in the summer at running back, they've got Ramir Johnson, Dedrick Mills, and Ronald Tompkins. Um, I still think it's a great idea that they move Moses Bryant over, having talked with Jacob Padilla quite a bit about that. Jacob um, sort of is the – if you ever want to know anything about an in-state kid who um, basketball, football does not matter, Jacob probably knows. And I trust his evaluation that he was – I mean, we knew that already. We saw his high school film, but I trust Jacob's evaluation and, like, he's a really, really quick, versatile player. Well, we had a question in the mailbag a couple weeks ago that was, like, who are some walk-ons that are on scholarship watch? And I said, put Moses Bryant on scholarship watch. So this is what Jacob said. He said he's a seriously dynamic runner, and he's excited to see him get a chance in the backfield because he's the kind of versatile back that fits in this offense. So... I mean, he, I think kind of the, and I'm reading completely between the lines, but sort of from what Ryan Held said about Moses Bryant, acknowledging the fact that he has three other players coming this summer that could have a ton of early potential um, and should have immediate impact. Um, The one thing that Moses Bryant, it kind of feels like they knew, they know what he does at corner and it kind of feels like he's a fine corner. There's nothing wrong with him at that spot. He's a better running back and so right now when you're looking at a room that needs some more depth that is where his he is more he's a better suited for that spot right now for nebraska i think it's more about depth because it is for sure like travis fisher's probably not going like cam taylor and eric lee have both moved to safety um Eric Lee is more full-time than Cam Taylor. Cam Taylor's getting corner snaps, but he's playing a lot at safety mm-hmm. because they have two guys at corner that Fisher just isn't rotating. Right. No, that's so, what I'm saying. It's, it just makes sense. Right. From a, his, his talent level allows him to move. They know what he can do there. And it's like he's not really doing much at corner right now. So why why keep the why keep him there for depth there when you need it at running back? And, heck, if for some reason you need it, it's not like he's stuck there forever. You can always – switch him back <laughs> i guess i'm just playing devil's advocate here because i'm a little concerned about that, moses bryant no 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 about the fact that there are, are a bunch of walk-ons that people are excited about do you like how like, like hey about let's moses bryant no what, what did he do let's no. talk what, let's walk through this no like if you're if <laughs> if joey johnson like and no, nothing against the walk-on kids you but i mean if you're if we're talking about a big 10 title game appearance for this team this year right mm-hmm. like that that's it's probably not our expectation, but it's the expectation of some out there in the fan base or mm-hmm. most out there in the fan base. Um, but if, I mean, if that's what you're talking about, like having a bunch of walk-ons at spots like inside linebacker and running back, it's not great. It's not, especially if you're facing a team like Ohio State. No, and we talked about, I mean, even, and I think it's just really, I think it's just important to temper expectations with the spring game because with Wando Robinson well, out and Maurice Washington out. You don't get the, drink all of the Kool-Aid. With the the high profile offensive guys out, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Moses Bryant. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for a guy like Brody Belt and <laughs> looking at the rosters like the red team is just going to obliterate obliterate yeah. the white team. It's not it's not balanced at all, which is kind of strange, but I guess I kind of get it. They want to see what the other guys can do against top competition. So, whatever. Um but like, Ethan Cox last year was a guy that the coaching staff just raved and raved and raved mm-hmm. about all spring long, and then he didn't play at all in the fall. So, I, mm-hmm. I, th- like that's, I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make. Just Also, by the way, I just realized something when I'm looking at the rosters, and I don't know why I didn't have this conversation with you sooner than right now on this podcast. Um, but so people, when you if you want to see the rosters, they are at HaleVarsity.com. Um, the thing that I find interesting about them is when Frost broke down how they were going to split them up before anything was released, he said they were going to put the starters with their backups on red team and then everyone else on the other side. So what's interesting to me is you've got Adrian Martinez as QB1 on the red team and who is with him? Noah Vedral. 
who's facing them on the other side, Andrew Bunch. So for the people who've been sitting here because we just got to have a quarterback. Who's on both sides, though? Luke McCaffrey. Yeah. Luke McCaffrey is totally going to redshirt. Sorry to everyone who thinks he's going to, like, uns... I saw someone who's like, he's going to be the backup. I'm like, why would they do that? That doesn't He make... could be the backup and still redshirt. Right. You're to right. To be fair. To be fair. But, like, he's... Yeah. Anyway, so what that tells me, unless things dramatically change between now and August 31st, obviously Adrian is your QB1, pending no injuries, stay healthy. Um, Noah Vedral is your backup, so he's QB2. Andrew Bunch is QB3, Matt Basker is QB4, and then Luke McCaffrey is your redshirt and could kind of float wherever. Throw him in at QB2 if you want him there, but he is definitely going to redshirt. He's... Luke McCaffrey at wide receiver three. <laughs> yeah. He's... But I thought that was interesting because it's funny. We've been asked that in the mailbag. We've asked, like, who's going to be the backup to Adrian, which is just funny. We get out of a quarterback competition last year, and now we have a quarterback competition for the backup spot. So it seems that Noah Vedral and Andrew Bunch – they're battling it out for that spot. And it looks like Noah's got the lead right now going into spring ball. So Noah's always going to be the number two. Like know, th- Those questions always made me laugh a little bit because Noah Vedra was always going to be the number two. This is his third year in the offense, and he's a scholarship quarterback. Maybe, like he would... maybe he'll start. <laughs> Just kidding. Don't. No, he's not going to start. I asked, you, I asked you a little bit ago who was somebody that uh, you were expecting to see that we're not going to see that you're upset about. Mm-hmm. I have um two guys jack stole and caleb tanner jack stole mostly because i wanted to see what the tight end spot looked like you wanted to see his mullet now no i don't want to see his mullet Mm -hmm. i want to cut the mullet no his so interesting story um so jack stole i will give him credit i don't like the mullet look to begin with but he at least like has it styled in a way that's like not that doesn't look like Garrett, Garrett Nelson's. Nelson's. So I was told that Garrett Nelson did pay someone to essentially do that to his head. So, like, if you see him right now, which obviously you won't at the spring game unless he takes his helmet off, but it is, like, buzzed on top. It is, like, this buzzed cut. It's buzzed everywhere except for the back. It looks yeah. like curtains on his head. <laughs> oh, no. Poor kid. He's going to, like, look back on these in – no, he probably will never care. We need to have some some kind of like competition thing between me and Garrett Nelson and Jack Stoll. Not football because I would get murdered, but some kind of competition where if I win, whatever the competition is, they have to cut their hair. I'm calling him out right now. Jack Stoll, Garrett I Nelson, feel, I will challenge though, you to that something. Jack Stoll and Garrett Nelson's mullets are on the same level, though. So if you had to pick one, which one would you Garrett pick? Garrett Nelson. See? It's not that bad for Jack Stoll. It's not bad, but it's still a mullet. I just don't like mullets. I'm just against mullets altogether. Like, Mike Gundy needs to cut it. Jack Stoll's is very Mike Gundy-esque, actually. Yeah, and my, I blame Mike Gundy for starting this whole trend. He's a man. He's 40. <laughs> he's not anymore. He's like 60 now. <laughs> no, he's not. He's like 50. No, he he did not age that fast. <laughs> I mean, the football world, maybe. I don't know. Uh, the other guy was disappointed that we're not going to get to see is Caleb Tanner because outside linebacker, I think, is really, really interesting. Um, it sounds like JoJo Delman is, is basically – playing most of his snaps at outside linebacker. I was kind of curious throughout this spring if Nebraska was doing something similar to like what Iowa State or what TCU or what Ohio State was doing a little bit where they had kind of a hybrid backer safety position that was kind of just moving all over the field. Mm-hmm. Iowa State has a guy that lines up um, behind the linebackers but in front of the safeties. And it doesn't sound like that's the case. He's not like – like he said early in the spring that his position is now called Cinco. And it was like, oh, Nebraska has a new position that they're playing with JoJo Doman. And it, it doesn't really sound like that's the case. It, he's just an outside linebacker. Mm-hmm. Like I asked Chenander about it, he said he's just a Sam outside linebacker to me that moves around. He can play nickel when they get into sub packages and things like that. Um, so it sounds like he is sticking at outside linebacker mm-hmm. where they have Tyron Ferguson, who if he's healthy, he's going to play, and Alex Davis, who's kind of been the star of the spring. So where does that leave Caleb Tanner was kind of what I was wondering. Like right. what what when we when spring started and we saw that first practice, Caleb wasn't even in in his jersey. Mm-hmm. He was walking along the sideline in just street clothes. And I've kind of been wondering all spring long like where does Caleb Tanner fit in because Greg Smith has been all over this since he got here. There was a plan for him. He was going to redshirt his first year. Uh he was going to he was going to see snaps, but he was ultimately going to redshirt and they were going to use him and they were going to put some weight on him and he was going to grow into that kind of twitchy outside linebacker that they want and you know when we were talking about 
this recruiting class and everybody was talking about needing a pass rushing outside linebacker type like that guy was never going to come to nebraska and play right away Mm -hmm. your best hope at having one of those types of players was turning caleb tanner into that like that was the goal and it doesn't sound like that's on track uh so th- I, th- I thought that was going to be interesting to watch. But now we don't get to see him, so well, we'll have to wait until the fall. Yeah, we should just not even go to the spring game, I think. <clears throat> just well, kidding. They're actually going to – I did see a tweet. I can't remember who said we it. We should actually not – sorry to interrupt you. We should not go to the spring game. We okay. should boycott the spring game because the Walmart country singer kid is doing the national anthem. Mason Ramsey, which, by the way, I called him Gordon Ramsey this morning, which is for sure a guy on the Food Network. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, for anybody who's wondering about Mason Ramsey, he has a show. Because I was like, why is Nebraska – like, why – why is he even in Nebraska? He apparently has a show Saturday evening at the Bourbon, so they figured bring him on over. And he's the yodeling kid from Walmart. Um, He's got this little, like, turn move where he spins around and he does – Finger points. Finger guns. Yep. Yep. So there we go. <laughs> don't. I don't know. Oh, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. That's fine. Who cares? I. So here's my thing: is you've had like how many people? Like they don't. They don't have people seeing the national anthem at Nebraska games. Like I can't even. Re- I can't even tell you the last time I remember them doing it. Like I. I. It, it is not. In fact, like, Chris Walsh is here. I almost want to, like, open the door and be like, when was the last time? Chris Walsh worked for the University of Nebraska, so he is just my go-to, like. He's our inside source. As long as they don't bring Fergie in to do the national anthem, I think. Oh, no. (laughs) So here's the thing. Is it over-under? He's a yodeler. Is it over-under a certain time limit? That's what I'm wondering. He doesn't get to yodel is the thing. That should be, like, in his contract. Like, if he yodels, he gets kicked out of the stadium. (laughs) <laughs> like, I would put that in the contract. Bill Moose would probably, like, love it if he yodeled. No. <laughs> Yodelay. I can't even do his thing. I, like, have I like am not as obsessed with him as other people are, but I've now decided. You remember when I helped you meet Dwayne Wade? This is, like, a football podcast with minimal football. Yes, I remember. Um, I'm going to do that with you, but with Mason no! Ramsey. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'll take his guitar and leave. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, center position. This is something that Jacob wrote about. Cameron Jurgens. Cam Jurgens is the guy. Cam Jurgens is healthy. He's going to play. He's basically taking all of the first team center reps through spring. What are you expecting to see from center? Are you if there's like I guess <clears throat> if every snap is or 95% of the snaps are right in Adrian's breadbasket. Are you going to be... a weird way to think... That's such a weird... Are you going to be happy? Like, is there something about that center spot that you want to see? Or if you don't see, you're going to come away thinking like... "Mm, I don't know if I'm... I don't know... So, I think what you need to look for in a spring game in this thing, knowing that... Because what does the roster... Again, what is... Who's on Adrian's team? I can't even remember right off the top of my head. All of the starters. I know, but who do they have slotted in at center right now? I'm not. I'm not kidding. I can't remember, and I just had this thing pulled up. Hold on. Well, I guess they don't have. Well, so I didn't list it by center. So they have. They have Cameron Jurgens over there, but typically, technically, then would that mean that they have Matt Farniak currently slated in at center? No. So the offensive linemen that that have. Why played... did you write it in this order? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was looking at it in order of like. It's written by uh, class. Seniors, oh. then juniors, then sophomores. Yep. So the the guys that are yep, you're right. I I was reading it honestly though, like in order, left to right. Yeah, that's the, why I was like, interesting choice. Let's talk about Matt Farniak being placed. In yeah, Brendan Hymas is going to play left guard with <laughs> Christian Gaylord at left tackle. Uh, I mean, interesting choice. Let's see what happens. We're just not going to show the other teams anything. <laughs> they're just not going to have any film that they can. Work I just want to see like. Greg Austin just be like, I hate everything. Farniak center. Brendan Hymas, you're going here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Cameron Jurgens obviously has taken center reps. Will yep. Farniak has also taken center reps. He has. That's why I think it also kind of got and me. AJ Forbes has been the third team center since Hunter Miller has been down. Um, yeah. But it sounds like Hunter Miller has is back at practice, I think. Somebody told me that. It's Somebody tweeted about it. Okay. Actually, it's a shout out to our 
friend Corey because he was the one who said it. Oh, yep. There it is. Corey. Yeah, Corey told us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those are the three guys that have taken center reps, and so and they're all three on the red team. So that pretty much tells you. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> just kidding. All right, whatever. I'm just kidding. Continue. <laughs> uh, do you make anything of the fact that Jalen Bradley is on the white team? Uh, I mean, well, okay. Let's come back to Jalen Bradley. I'll answer your question on the offensive line first with center. Um, what I'm looking for is one you need to see, um, and this is hard. This is hard to quantify in something like this. But obviously, you need a good relationship between your center and your quarterback. Uh, I've seen, and I know Nebraska fans have many years have seen this as well. You can tell when the center and the quarterback are not in sync. Um, And there's a number of reasons that that could be, but there have been issues in the past where just for some reason, and I'm not talking last year, I'm talking in the last like 10 years, where the center and the quarterback, just for whatever reason, cannot get in sync with one another. You do need that. You need the two to like know how to work with one another pretty well. Um, But I think to your point, I think if you see, if you see the snaps, like, going uh, I don't even know what a good number would be in a spring game but since there isn't a ton like I don't know like what can we expect as far as pressure that's the other thing is like will the numbers be inflated because the pressure won't be as significant possibly but like yeah you do want to see well pressure is not going to influence because they, they're not going to blitz so that's not that I want sh- them just to blitz that should not influence they should Jurgen's just blitz, Adri- blitz snaps Adrian Bush Adrian Martinez the entire time. <laughs> Do you know how uh, Schneider said they're not going to like – or no, it was Troy Walters who said they're not going to try to trick the, the defense. They're going to just pl- try to play like a clean game. What if the defense – what if Schneider's like, you know what, we're just going to blitz the entire time. <laughs> That'd be great. It would be amazing. Which, by the way, Nebraska is one of the few programs in this country that's actually going to play some like as much a real football – in spring at a spring game so i mean it's nebraska is also one of the few teams in the country that's going to have more than 100 people watching so that's true but yeah i just i think i think if you're watching and you kind of want to see i think you're just looking for who sort of is the most consistent um who seems to be kind of gelling with martinez as far as just being on the same page having just good rapport um which is going to be hard to watch from the stands but i'm kind of just saying like well you'll be able to see it you'll be able to see the chemistry and so I think that's really the most that you can take away from that center spot right now, knowing that they still need to go through the summer and keep working, and they'll get into fall camp. But well, here's why I think Jurgens is is so important to be to like to be successful at center and be successful right now, so that he plays mm-hmm. the entire season. They like you talked about the chemistry issues or the the lack of gelling between the quarterback and the center over the last decade of Nebraska. They need consistency and continuity at the center mm-hmm. spot, which they haven't had. Like they've had three guys play center in the last two years. Mm-hmm. You need – I mean, the Remington Trophy need... is named after a Nebraska player. And when was the last time the Remington Trophy went to a Nebraska player? Wasn't it's been it? a long, it's long time. It's been a long time. Like, they need to get back to where they have one of the top centers in the conference, if not the country. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that, that 100%. Is, that is one of the that, – that's one of, like, the top five things that gets you back into uh, elite conversation i'd agree they need to have that consistency and that kind of honestly goes back to the whole rapport so if you can find like so say cameron jorgens and adrian martinez just have really good chemistry with one another um jorgens lives up to (laughs) sorry there are donuts in the office right now um and i just got distracted by donuts um it's fine it's friday tgif or when you whatever day you're listening to this TGI whatever day um no but I think that's important because if you see that if they have good chemistry Jurgens is evolving into a really good center you've like you said you've get him for a number of years four years and that's awesome because then you think of the time frame he would also be able to bridge the gap between Martinez and whoever comes after Martinez mm-hmm. which is when you're think, be huge it would be a huge benefit yep. to, to Frost It'd make Greg Austin. I feel like we'd get a happy Greg Austin from it would something make like that. Luke McCaffrey that much better. It would make Luke McCaffrey that much better. You want to? Is there anything else you want to talk about on the spring game, or do you want to talk about basketball? Now? Well, you asked about Jalen Bradley, and if I made anything of him being on the. I keep the, asking you questions, and you keep not answering them. So you're yeah, I'm me coming off. back. Okay. Um, Jalen Bradley. I don't know. I think that's about where we expected him probably be. I think he's. He. I think he's still somebody who has a lot to prove, and we kind of know that. They've been pretty clear that he has a ton to prove. And if I'm Jalen Bradley, I'm looking at the fact that Brody Belt, 
I know we've been getting a ton of – I know that they've been talking a lot about Brody Belt, but you're looking at the people that are sitting ahead of you on that red team, and you're going, why am I not there? And so this is really a make-or-break year for Jalen Bradley. He's got to get this figured out this spring and summer. Um, well, I will say this. If you look at the white team, the skill position players on the white team, Jalen Bradley and Miles Jones are, are the are two guys at running back. Uh, Javon McQuitty is the only scholarship wide receiver on the white team with a bunch of walk-ons. Mm-hmm. Katarian Legrone is one of only two tight ends on that side. Those three guys, they've got a real opportunity on mm-hmm. Saturday to prove some things, to show yeah. some things. Uh, because, you know, like... Jalen's not going to have to compete with White Missouri or Brody Belt for snaps um, or carries. Javon McQuitty's not going to have to compete with guys like Mike Williams and Jerron Woodyard and Kate Warner for and Andre Hunt for targets. It's basically going to be like, okay, here's Javon McQuitty and then a bunch of walk-ons. Mm-hmm. So if, like, let's say we come out of this game and Javon McQuitty has one catch or something like that and has played uh, more than or has played enough to justify needing more than one catch, mm-hmm. you probably know what you have at that point. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I think that's a fair evaluation. Um, yeah, I don't know. And it's hard to make it too much sometimes, though, of, like, these rosters. Because I know, like, Frost did tell us that essentially the red team is the starters and their backups, and then they kind of went from there. And so, like, with the red team, we're only supposed to expect to see them for the first half, essentially, and then it's going to – they're going to be limited before they just basically take them out. And I feel like Adrian overall. Martinez is only going to play one or two series. But did you see what Verduzco said? No. Verduzco yesterday, so this would have been Thursday, um, said he's expecting him to play a whole half. Really? Mm-hmm. When did he say that? Like he, during availability? No, he spoke with, I believe it was... Steve Sipple of the Lincoln Journal Star. And I don't know if he just called him or what, but he shared something like just, it seems like it was like a comment that must have been in passing or um, something, but I'll go look at it. But he basically said that he expects him to play a whole half. So we're just getting, take off that green jersey, just go wild. Let's talk basketball. Hoops. Looks like Doc Sadler is coming back. I'm so excited. I love Doc Sadler. (laughs) I... So you have to know, like, his – I'm not, like, that old, but it feels like I am sometimes. He was the coach when I was in college. And um, the thing about Doc is he's just so nice. I mean, to be fair, like, Tim, for the most part, was very nice as well. But Doc, if you haven't had a chance to watch – have you ever seen his his press conference when he left Nebraska? Doc was – Fired when I was a. I'm just saying since then. Have you ever? No. Okay, we'll watch after the podcast. It was like kind of going back to when Riley was fired and he came up and everyone was so surprised. Uh, The the joke kept becoming is Nebraska was going to bring their fired coaches up because it happened with Doc. It happened with Mike Riley. The thing that was just really tough about Doc's is he cried and you could just see he was so visibly upset and he understood like he very much was like I understand why I haven't been fired it's about winning and with his little his great accent his winning um but I think a lot of people really viewed the situation with Doc as just we so wish it could have been different it people wanted him to be at Nebraska but he just didn't win enough games so I think that's why you're seeing such an excitement around it. It's because no one ever really technically wanted him to leave. He just wasn't meant to be Nebraska's head coach. So what like a what a dream team where like if you're Fred Hoiberg, you now have multiple head coaches that are going to be on your staff. Guys, multiple guys who've been head coaches elsewhere. Um, but you're also going to have um, Bobby. I found out it's not Lutz, it's Lutz. Lutz. Um, He's going to be a special assistant. But yeah, but he I'm saying he was a assistant coach. But he was a head coach from uh, Char- from Charlotte. For Charlotte, yeah. So I mean, you have guys who've been in like that role, understand the pressure. But on top of it, with Doc, you also have a guy who knows Nebraska, knows this environment. Now, I mean, he doesn't know PBA. Because he was at Devaney, so he doesn't. He's in for a treat. <laughs> um, 
But if this all pans out, like, so for anyone who's wondering kind of where this is coming from, and we've talked about this, the whole, like, everything around this is so weird because it's like we haven't officially gotten announcements on a lot of everything. But Bobby Lutz was at the baseball game that Hoiberg threw out the first pitch. Doc Sadler just resigned from his job at Southern Miss and said he's coming straight to Lincoln. So it's like, he's not just come to Lincoln for vacation. It's not like he's showing up because he just really wants to catch Scott Frost's second spring game. He's coming to sign a contract. He's coming to sign a contract. And then you've got Armand Gates, who's still out, like, appears he's been retained because he's out recruiting. So we have a pretty good idea of how this staff is coming together. We're just not getting any official confirmation from Nebraska and I thought about this a little bit last night I'm honestly wondering if that official announcement will become because Hoiberg wants to make them all at the same time I'm not kidding I'm almost wondering if he just really wants to be like here is everything yeah all at once. maybe yeah and if that's the case and he wants them all to be sort of like in this together good for you but it does make our lives a little bit harder when we're I will give Derek all the credit in the world. He has called every phone number, has texted every person he can, working to get confirmation and talk to people. So Derek's been hustling with all of this stuff when we don't really have direct confirmation on anything. Charlie Henry is not coming to Nebraska, despite what some people have said was confirmed and happened. Yeah, and you have to be really careful with those things. Sorry, not said, written. Yeah, but you, and that's the thing is you have to be super careful with those things. And that's why I give you credit for doing what you're doing because you've been diligently calling people and texting them because it's one of those things where it's very different from saying it appears it's on track. It appears, but a lot of things can get derailed. So you just have to be careful when you go to report these things until somebody signs on the dotted line. That's why, like, I still want to see these contracts. Mm-hmm. I didn't even believe Hoiberg was the coach until we finally got the contract. So it's like you got to be really careful until you see everything signed on the dotted line. And technically they redacted his signature, so how do we know he even signed it? <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't sign his contract and he's hanging out with, like, pro guys and going on recruiting trips, wearing Nebraska gear and, and throwing out the first pitch at a baseball game, he's doing, like, the ultimate flex right now. Uh, he is putting together a fantastic coaching staff he is Um, yeah and it like i'm not going to call it a dream team but he is putting together a very very fantastic staff the dream team docs teams correct me if i'm wrong on this were docs teams pretty good defensively gosh they had an identity as being a defensive first team instead of an offensive dynamo yeah 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 that's what Fred needs. He needs yeah. a little bit of defensive intensity, which it, there were a couple of reports that Jim Molinari was being considered for the assistant spot. I'm assuming that was probably because Jim is more defensive-minded, but I'm glad what, it appears that was not the Jim case. just told people that? Uh, <laughs> uh, Jim kind of lost respect from some of the team late in the season. Um, no. But he's, he's got Matt Abdomasa, Abdomasi. Jacob knows how to pronounce his last name. Yeah, he's corrected I, me like six times. I hope I didn't just kill it. I probably did. Um, fine. Matt from St. John's, who is one of the best recruiters in the country um, at the high school level and at the junior college level. So that's a big get because Fred is one of the best recruiters in the country at the JUCO level. And he's also, he's mm-hmm. just really good at, at selling things. Um, he might not like it, but he's good at it. And then he's got Armand Gates, who has I'm so, this if, infectious if, if it pans energy. Out, so glad. Well... He's rec- he's on recruiting trips with Fred and Matt. I would be shocked if they're like, okay, see ya. Well, and so I wrote a story with Armand Gates last fall where he was trying to trying teach. to get Brady Hyman to trash talk. Yeah, the best and, story written last year. Yeah, uh, I mean, I was so glad about the fact that they just kind of fell apart as a team. But the thing that I liked about Gates that I really felt like I took from that conversation and getting to know him a little bit, but then talking with Brady Hyman about Gates is one. The players really, really respect him. Mm-hmm. They love him. And he also has a fire that brings out fires in guys like Brady Hyman. Because mm-hmm. Brady Hyman sees the way Gates is and then wants to wants to like emulate that a little bit. So it's a really good benefit for someone like Hoiberg. One, to bridge a gap. He's going to help bridge that transition as well for Nebraska and these players that they want to keep on this team. Yep. But he also just brings a lot of fire to these guys. And so I think it's a win-win all around. I think Hoiberg's getting a heck of a coach. I think that was a great hire by Tim Miles. I think it was smart of him to keep him. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to benefit him with this team long term. Yep, 100%. And then he's got a, he's got a guy in Doc, as mm-hmm. you have said already. You hit all the, all the things that I was going to talk about. 
um, that he understands Nebraska. Ugh. And between and he's just the nicest guy. Between Doc and Armand, they know what hasn't worked. Yep. Um, which I think is is important. Well, and like I said, he not that you know. Not that nice necessarily wins you championships and stuff, but when we're done with this podcast, I'm just going to show you videos. Because one of my favorite videos of Doc is he when he was at Kansas, he um, they were doing half court shots just for fun. The team was, and so Doc takes a go at it and he sinks a half court shot and all the players are just like so amped up like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did this. And he turns around and goes, y'all act like you're surprised. Just total Doc. He's amazing. <laughs> Don't act like you're not impressed. That's it. Yeah. He's so funny. Excellent. Oh my oh my gosh, he's great. So, anyway, for anyone who gets to cover Doc Sadler and then for fans, he's just a lot of fun. He's a good he's a good person. And again, not that that wins championships, but it is nice to have. It's a nice to have. Solid. It's not pretty a, neat. Not a need to have. It's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. I wrote Man. that in one of my stories. It's pretty neat. Pretty neat. Oh. It might be one that's getting published soon. Oh, no. ReedHillVarsity.com. I don't have anything else that I want to talk about on this podcast. So unless you have something that you're just dying to talk about. No, I finally converted a finally converted a gift to a MP4. It's taking you an hour of you seriously know, tapping you know away why? on your keyboard to do that. So if anyone's ever like, why does it take so long to do things sometimes? It's because I forgot that Instagram has this rule that you can't post a one-second video, which is what most GIFs default as. So you then have to go put it into a platform to turn it into three se- It's just Instagram just is... Ugh. That's dumb. Instagram is dumb in general. I don't like Instagram. Really? It's usually most... It's most I of the youth's favorite platform. Don't use it a ton. The youth love it. The youths? The youths. They love it. You street youths. Um, <laughs> no, I would say the one thing... There are too many social media platforms that have stories. Too many stories. Stories on Facebook, stories on Snapchat, like stories ones. on Instagram. I don't Too many use stories. Snapchat anymore. None of the kids do. Um, I just follow what the youth do. None of the kids no. use Snapchat anymore? No. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think the one thing I will take away, like I would say just for this spring is, obviously it's hard. I thought hard. you were going to talk about Snapchat still. No. Um, the one thing I would take away from spring ball and then just with basketball is somebody made a comment on Twitter, and I've seen this comment a few places, but I just saw it yesterday on Twitter about how it's that time of the year where people are kind of drinking the Kool-Aid and everyone's hyped up. And you know what? If you're a Nebraska fan, enjoy this time because it gets, you know, it gets real really fast once you get into the heart of the season. And I think that this – and I this isn't me drinking the Kool-Aid in the sense of what I really truly believe a prediction for 2019 looks like. I do believe this Nebraska football team, specifically Nebraska, because I apparently needed to preface that, um, not any other football team, Nebraska, I think there's a real serious chance that they could go 10-2 and two and potentially end up in Indianapolis and – you know, hopefully they're ready for whatever would be on the other side of a Big Ten championship game. But there's a real chance that this year is going to be a year where Nebraska fans are just going to have a lot of fun. And if it makes anyone excited, I know the team is really amped up for like they, they've got like and I say this cautiously because they have the whole season circled in red pencil, if you will. But, like, they're really looking at that Ohio State game as an opportunity because they really felt like last year they could have beat Ohio State. So, you know, that's a game where potentially game day could show up for. There's a lot to look forward to. And then with basketball, it's probably going to be a bit of a building year. It's not going to be great, but people are still going to have a lot of fun with it. So it's like enjoy this time where you can sort of drink the Kool-Aid and just enjoy it because if Nebraska ends up going 10-2 and two, – gets the Big Ten championship game, there's a legitimate chance if he stays healthy that Adrian Martinez would be in New York City as a con- as a contender for Whoa! Heisman. But he has the Nebraska has to go ten and two. Heisman hype. Mm-hmm. He's got the third best odds. I was just to about to ask you for my thoughts on Adrian Martinez. No, no, no. For a a prediction for the season since we're right at the end of spring ball and it would be kind of fun to have that thing now. I'm still of the belief. Ten and two. I don't think they're the Heisman and two. Martinez. I didn't say I think they're going to go ten and two. My, I'm somewhere still right around like I'm still around like I think nine and three is kind of where I'm at. 
Um, but if it's only a one game difference, it is only one game Just difference. Bump it up. But my thought process is because we know that Adrian has the third best odds according to Vegas for Heisman. Um, but how do you get him there? And it can't just be on his own accord. He can't be going out and, like, unless he is just absolutely, like, the most amazing thing you've ever seen on this planet, if Nebraska is 4-8, and eight, he's not going to New York City. If Nebraska manages – 4 and 8 again. But I'm just saying, okay. if Nebraska somehow manages to get this season to 10-2, gets themselves in Indianapolis, there's a real legitimate shot as long as he stays healthy and he puts up the numbers that he could be there. Okay, don't hedge your bets. Nebraska's 10-2 and and playing in the Big Ten Championship game. Is he in New York City? Yes. Wow, okay. Boom. I think so. Okay. I think he I has... I don't disagree with you. I think he has actual potential. And it feels like I just wanted you to, to go out on the yes, limb and say... I would say yes. If Nebraska's 10-2 and and they get to Indy and he puts up the numbers like he should. Like, that that's obviously considered in this is that he puts up the numbers we expect him to. This just went from zero to a hundred real mm-hmm. quick. Mm-hmm. All right, what else? Nebraska is going to be. You know what? Shenander said they're not competing for the um, what's it called the college football playoffs. No, they are now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I did appreciate Shenander's like honesty with that, but um, no, I think there's a ton of potential for the season to be a lot of fun and for the first time fans just to have a lot of fun and that's fun for us because it's a lot more fun to cover a team that's winning but also a team where fans are enjoying it because then fans don't yell in your mentions as much yeah that's true i'm gonna say eight and a half wins is what i'm at right now and that's kind of where i'm at spring game is not going to influence where i'm at but i'm oh i thought you were gonna say in the spring game is not one of them (laughs) no yes the spring game counts as one of the wins exhibition no uh eight and a half in the spring game uh, is not probably not going to influence how i feel about the season um, i don't think it unless will for me like either. something crazy happens which i i don't expect please don't let happen. something crazy happen um so on that note we're gonna wrap it up aaron thank you for joining the podcast it was fun as always we talked for like the first 10 minutes about weather and big the bang theory okay. and uh <laughs> like a bunch of other stuff so for the record, it was um, great. other people in this office who the people listening to this podcast can't see have been sending me messages on Slack telling me other topics for us to talk about. So oh, really? It has just escalated. What are the topics? One I can't say because they need to pay us to be a sponsor before I'll say them. But um, donuts. Hey, by the way, sponsor this podcast. If you are not already, you should sponsor, sponsor this podcast. Sponsor the podcast. Just because I want to hear you say, welcome to... If you have a two somewhere in your name, this would be especially beneficial for you. Yes. Okay. I don't even say it like that. No, but now I just can't Okay, only... donuts, what are some of the other options? Donuts was an option. Like I said, one is somebody that I can't sponsor. Um, and then what, what was he walking... I don't know. At this point, just lots of... Things are happening. Oh, Christian said he watched the first year of Divorce oh, on it. HBO. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that is. It's a show on HBO. Well, I figured it was a show on HBO. Do you know what it is? I do. I haven't watched it, but I know what it, I, I've seen ads for it. Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about that. We're no, not going to talk about anything else. We're going to wrap it up. Aaron, thank you for joining the podcast. Thank you. Okay, we will have coverage throughout the weekend on HillVarsity.com. All of your spring game coverage and baseball. Baseball's playing this weekend. So. Baseball. And maybe basketball news. We will be back next week with another podcast. Thanks for listening.